Hello and welcome to Unblock Yourself Now. My name is Yadira and today I'm here with Front Row Frankie. So Front Row Frankie, welcome. Thank Thank you you for being here today. Um, So I actually met Frankie on social media. He does a lot of positive mindset content. Um, He talks a lot and very openly about addiction recovery and things like that. So we're definitely going to get into a lot of that. Um, But very happy to have you on today. I think this is going to be a really good conversation. So first, I actually want to start with where did you get the name Front Row Frankie? Ah, yes. Uh, Well, thank you for having me. Uh, and yeah, front row Frankie. So that name was given to me. It wasn't something that I came up with myself. Um, but it was given to me. And the reason I got it was because, uh, full disclosure, I'm sober. I've been sober for six years. It's a big part of my life. Uh, but when I got sober, um, I moved to a new area and I wasn't from there. I didn't know anybody there, but I knew that I had to get into this recovery thing and really, Go full steam ahead with it. So when I moved to this new area, which was right outside uh, Washington, D.C., I sat in the front row of these recovery meetings. And these recovery meetings helped me. And I sat in the front row because I wanted to be as close to the solution as possible. Um, I sat there uh, with my hand raised, you know, I'm Frankie. I don't know anybody. I don't have a job. I don't have a car. I don't want to die. Thanks for letting me share, you know, and I kind of really just put myself out there. So I kind of just put myself in the front row and I continued to sit in the front row. And to this day, I still continue to sit in the front row. So I was nicknamed front row Frankie. (laughs) And what started out as like a silly name is almost turned into a mindset of living life in the front row, showing up for life you know, being happy, being joyous, being free, and just having a front row mindset is uh, what I like to think of it now. I love that. So the recovery meetings, was that, what type of recovery meetings were they? So there's, you know, there's all types of different ways to tap into recovery. And there's a lot of, you know, 12-step fellowships and spiritual groups and self-help groups and different things. So there's all different types of of meetings, you know, that, uh, to help. And I kind of go to, to anything, you know, it's, it's one of those things that like, I'll take the help from wherever I can get it. Uh, and what it really comes down to is surrounding yourself with people that know how to do it or who have done it before and helping others who, who, uh, who need the help. Mm -hmm. So it's important to do that. And it's important to find a fellowship. Uh, I think that's what is, what detaches us a lot from, are, you know, from growth in all reality is like, we have this sense of self. So we need that fellowship. We need that community. We need people who want uh, to help us grow. Absolutely. Yes. And so that's also what you're doing. You know, I can see with your social media and everything like that. So kudos to you. Um, You know, you're obviously very motivated and on this journey and you're, you're all about it. Um, But have you always been that way? In a sense, in a sense, but my life was hindered a lot uh, due to my substance use. You know, I was always, I would say, you know, positive in a sense. Like I, I was always kind of happy and happy-go-lucky, uh, but I was always hindered from my substance use. But when I got sober, you know, I kind of applied the good qualities into my life into recovery and really really took hold of my own life, I would say. Um, 
to, to live a positive life. Because I think if we have this positive mindset, it would be selfish to withhold it to ourselves. So it's almost like a, a sense of purpose to be able to share it with others. And I think that's where we really connect is because, you know, I also, um, you know, for different reasons, I'm on this this journey and this uh, journey of also trying to spread my message and help others, hence this podcast. Um, but so, Frankie, I'm, I'm very interested and I'm sure everyone listening is very interested in, in your story and how you got to this point. How did when did you realize you had a problem? Oh, man, when did I realize that I had a problem? I mean, I I realized I had a problem, I think, um, with alcohol specifically early on. You know, I was 15 years old when I first got in trouble for alcohol, um, hmm. which is weird because both of my parents were police officers. So you wouldn't have, like, thought that, you know, that would happen to me. But with alcoholism or addiction, like, it doesn't. It doesn't care. Um, but I knew I had a problem when I was 15 years old and I continuously got in trouble, uh, until I was 29. Uh, so it was a long, hard road of alcohol and substance use, um, trouble. So I don't know if this is just my limited perspective from my own experience, but I do feel like at that age, you know, at 15, 16, people start to experiment with those types of things. But you said you got in trouble specifically. What do you mean by that? Uh, so yeah, I'm an, I'm an open book. Uh, I don't mind sharing, you know, anything about my story because it's really made me who I am. But, uh, what I mean by getting in trouble is that, uh, by the time I was 18 years old, I had been arrested almost 10 times for underage possession of alcohol. I had a DUI. I was in the juvenile detention center twice. I was on house arrest for six months. I got sent to an adult prison for a scared straight program. Uh, I got sent to a military school and got kicked out. Um, and I was expelled from my high school my senior year for drinking. You know, I wasn't a bad person. You know, I wasn't getting in trouble for, for violence or things like that. It was all substance abuse related. You know, there was a lot of good within me. But when I drank, uh, bad things happened. Yeah. And it definitely hindered my growth for, for a very long time. And that continued through my 20s. You know, I, I quit drinking. I, I didn't drink for seven years. Uh, but then I was addicted to substances. And then I got off the substances at 25 and I started drinking again. So there's just this vicious cycle um, for many years of trying to figure out a way to make it work. So why do you think it started? It's, it's hard to say. You know, I, I think genetics may play, you know, definitely a part into it. You know, some of us are predisposed to alcoholism and addiction and, um, it, it ran on both sides of my family tree. Um, but also I went through a big culture shock, uh, when I was 12 years old, I moved from Boston, Massachusetts to Blacksburg, Virginia, uh, you know, which is one big diverse populated city to a small town in the middle of the mountains. So that was a big culture shock. And I think I, I drank to fit in or I drank to be cool. Um, and then because of those, you know, the predisposition because of genetics, it just kind of, it was, it didn't pair very well. Right. Yeah. So, cause that's definitely something that a lot of people can relate to, right? You know, f trying to fit in and trying to be cool or just, uh, just myself, I would drink just to, um, you know, I've always dealt with anxiety 
right now I have a little bit, but it's actually calmed down since we've started. Um, but definitely before, you know, doing something like this, I would have wanted to take something. I would have wanted to take a couple shots or pop a, a Xanax or something because I didn't trust in my own ability to, to calm myself and to kind of get through it. I also feel like for myself, I used alcohol to kind of feel worthy of sharing space and, and, and kind of like, you know, being fun and, and you kind of like, I don't know, I'm sure you can relate to that. It's like, you don't feel like you're, you're fun unless you're doing something like that. Right. hundred percent. You know, we feel like we need that. We feel like we need it to fit in or to, to, to be cool, to, to be wanted, to want others. Like it's, it's tied to everything. But what it does is that it stalls us from our growth. You know, like when we're drinking or using substances, it's it's hindering our growth um, with the connection with others and our connection with, you know, our spiritual path, you know, which ultimately are the are the key factors in like personal growth. You know, we need that connection with others. We need to find a spiritual path. Uh, we need to practice spiritual principles. Um in some way and we don't get that when we're when we're drinking and using yeah it's a trap it's a trap so obviously we talked about you being very motivated and um you know you probably already or always kind of were led to this journey of, of sobriety and everything um however i'm sure there were times when you maybe never really saw that for yourself I don't know if you can speak to kind of like what finally changed, what finally clicked, what, what did it so that you could take that next step to heal yourself? I think when I got sober, you know, I, I could see that there was a lot of good within me, you know, and I wanted to really tap into that. And I knew that I could, but it took, it took a lot of work. Um, I was at this turning point in my life of like, who was I and who did I want to be? You know, which avenue uh, did I want to go? Um, because the way that I view it is that quitting drinking and using drugs, like that is a, my best self. Sober, that's my best self. But striving for growth makes me a better version of my best self. And that's what I wanted. So that's when I'd started taking the actions to really, you know, become a better person um, and completely transform my life. Because to be quite honest, like I went through hell in my life, you know, a lot of struggle, a lot of trials and tribulations to be able to get through that and not do anything with it. What am I doing? You know? I had the ability to help somebody else who may not have the strength themselves yet or think that it may, may not be possible. So um, I've taken it as a duty um, to really uh, work on myself over the past six years. Um, and now I'm using it to really help others. Um, and the way I've done that is through social media intentionally over the past several years. Um, I've spoken with a nonprofit in middle schools and high schools for five years. Um, and just recently I, I launched a career focused on presenting, um, talks to 
corporate companies, leadership conferences about positive mindset lifestyle and shifting our perspective because we all have that ability if we if we take the actions to to really tap into it. 100%. So mm-hmm. I feel like what you're saying really is you at the end of the day you have to want it. You have to want the change. You have to kind of be able to see that for yourself. It sounds like you were able to get to that point. So what would your advice be for someone who is in a place where they they just don't see that for themselves. They don't see it as possible. They're just feeling hopeless and they're like, well, that's never going to happen for me, you know? Well, I think we all have that um, negative self-talk. You know, that's just a part of human nature where we have um, the negative self-talk. But, you know, um, I think we have two choices in life when we're facing with any situation. And it's... um, positive action or negative self-reflection. So we have to take that positive action regardless of like what our minds are thinking. Because if we, if we really start listening to our minds and that negative self-reflection, it's going to hold us further back and further back and further back. So we have to take positive action regardless of what we're actually thinking. Um, and that means just like taking that next right action, doing that next right thing. Um, and you said something that I wanted, you know, you said, um, you know, what if they want to do it like wanting to do it is not enough you know we can want to be better we can want a better life we can want to help others but are we actually doing it like wanting it isn't enough it's that positive action regardless of what we feel regardless of what we think like we have to take that positive action if we want to get the results that we desire for ourselves so and that's pretty much what like my life is like filled with doing a bunch of things that I don't want to do because that negative self-reflection will tell me that I don't have to. That negative self-reflection will tell me that I'm not good enough. That negative self-reflection will tell me that I'm not helping anybody, but I take the positive action regardless. Um, and then I get the gifts a little bit later, but I don't see it as I'm doing it. You know, it's kind of like when you, uh, when you're trying to work out, like you, people are like, well, how do I get motivated to work out? Sometimes you don't really get that motivation. You know, you really have to just do it and and make it a habit and then it's like that motivation comes and that motivation sticks right it feels better after you do it yeah um i like that you said that because that's something that uh i've worked on over the past over the past year within the last year i've i lost 40 pounds and i had this realization that like i take pride in living a healthy lifestyle but i wasn't actually healthy I wasn't physically healthy. Sure, I was emotionally, spiritually, mentally healthy, but I wasn't physically healthy. Um, and I had this realization, and I started taking the actions regardless of whether I wanted to or not. And it started with, you know, the 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 story that I have behind this is like, just get the bike out of the basement. Just get the bike out of the basement. And what that was is that I had this really nice bike that I bought a couple of years ago that I didn't use. And it was just sitting there and like, I just had this thought of like, just get the bike out of the basement. Just get the bike out of the basement. And I got that bike out of the basement. I put it in the living room upstairs and like, I walked past it for a couple weeks, but it was present. I saw it. I knew it was there. And in my mind, I started telling myself, just take it around the block once. Just take it around the block once. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And then I took it around the block twice. And then it was like, go five miles, go 10 miles, go 20 miles, go 30 miles. 
but it all started with just getting the bike out of the basement of doing the thing that I didn't want to do. Right. And then I got the results. Yeah. Sometimes even overcoming self-doubt, it's like action is needed, you know, first. And I feel like sometimes people think it's the other way around, you know? No. The, the, the mood follows the action. The action doesn't follow the mood. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I feel so bad. I don't want to do anything. Well, if you sit there, you're going to continue to feel bad. And then you're going to wonder why you feel bad. Right. But like, if you're like, oh, I don't feel good. Okay. I need to, I need to get up. I need to make myself lunch. I need to get outside. I need to walk around the block once. I need to help somebody else. Doing those things, the things that we don't want to do. By the end of it, you forgot that you felt bad and you feel good. And at the end of the night, you lay down, you lay your head on the pillow and you're like, it was a good day. Right. But if you would have not taken any action, listened to that negative self-reflection, it would have just snowballed into more and more. And then you just would have went to, went to sleep, not accomplishing anything, not helping anybody, feeling worse about yourself, which would transcend and, you know, roll over to the next day. And it's like, I don't want it. That's not how I'm trying to live. Yep. Well, maybe we can kind of wrap up a little bit. And, you know, sure. I, I wanted to really just kind of get your your top, like, advice on this journey and also kind of like what are the most important things that you do on, like, a day-to-day basis to stay committed to this, to this path? Okay. Um, so the top. Oh, what was the first question? Um, I think the the second one kind of covers it. So, okay, like your advice um, for someone who things, is trying think, to make the change. Okay, um, I mean the top things for me is routine, routine, routine. You know, I have a routine in my life that the people in my life pretty much know where I am any day of the week, almost down to the hour. Um, and what that does is just keep me grounded. It holds me accountable. But it starts in the morning with like having enough time before I leave the house. You know, I need two hours before I leave the house, before I get out, before I do this, like anything. Um, Because that time is important to me. If I want to put positive energy into the world, um, I have to take that positive energy in myself. I have to take the time to put positive affirmations um, into my life, uh, to take them in, to process them, um, to journal, to meditate, to post on social media. Uh, all these different things that like are important to me to have this positive mindset. Um, and the next one is like action, you know, like I may portray myself to be this honest, sober man of good character, but am I actually taking the actions to be that person, which is hard. It is hard to like be a good person sometimes. Um, but it comes down to action of like not really doing, you know, what my mind tells me is like shifting my perspective, um, which is also a key point in things that I talk about is, you know, shifting your perspective to a no bad days mindset. Like we have the ability to do that, but it comes, you know, through taking that pause, you know, evaluating the situation and taking positive action. So using those, you know, that concept in my life of like being able to shift my perspective um, gives me this ability to, to have this no bad days mindset, um, which is important to me. And I definitely want to share it, you know, with the world. Yeah. And you are, you are. you're doing that. So 
you know, congratulations on that and um, all of your success so far. And I'm excited to see where this journey continues to take you. So thank you so much for joining me today. It's been great talking to you. Maybe you can do this again sometime. Of course. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Be well, be kind, and most importantly, be sure to go help somebody else. Thank you, Frankie. You're welcome.